We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Dane Moore NBA podcast. Uh, it is June 17th, and again, joined by Wildeberg, assistant men's basketball coach, University of St. Thomas. We're continuing, continuing on with our draft film review, previews, whatever we're calling it, uh, sort of deal. Two more point guards again this week. Last week we did Trey Jones and Tyrell Terry, and this week Tyrese, Ma- Tyrese Maxey of the University of Kentucky and... Kyra Lewis, University of Alabama. Will, just what's your kind of – obviously we're going to get into it more, but your, your initial reaction to those two guys. You know, it was, it was interesting. It, the more I watched, the more I liked both of them. I sure. think my, my initial reaction was kind of a little bit unsure, but um, the more I got into it, the more I seemed to like these guys. It's interesting with just how many point guards are in this class. Mm-hmm. And when – as we're watching all the, the film on these guys, you're seeing so much of kind of the same thing because it's, you know, these guys are point guards or, or lead guards for, for the team they're on, whether that was like Trey Jones and Tyrell Terry from, you know, previous times we've done it or or today with Tyrese Maxey and Kyra Lewis. Um, it's it's crazy how different the point guard position can be and, and the ways in which they're used. And, I, and we'll, we'll start with Tyrese Max, Maxey, but the, the one that really, I think, the way that it sticks out most about Kyra Lewis is he's just like, it's just point. It's pick and roll every, yeah. every single time with them. And um, it's, it, that's very different, you know, than it was with Maxi or what if it was Tyrell Terry or a lot of these other guys. And there's just, I don't know, I guess there's just a lot of different ways to sort of slice the apple at that, at that position. And it's an interesting part kind of, I think of the, of the calculus, if you go, all right, well, they're playing, this way, this system, this style of point guard at the college level. Now, 
how does that or might not that translate, you know, at the NBA level? And that's, a, that, I mean, we were just talking about this before. I think the point guard position is, is difficult to assess. It is. I would agree. And especially in this draft, I feel like there's not the, the two guys that like on the mock drafts that are, are the top tier yeah. are guys who are overseas right now. So it's hard to like, you bunch yeah. the, like everyone's really just, I know I've up. kind of like cut out those two. Yeah. From my, Killian Hayes and LaMelo ball. You're like, well, we'll you, put them up there. And then the rest of these points. Yeah. Cards. And everybody else not named those two are <laughs> kind of in this bucket. And you could really make an argument for any one of them to be right. So, so I, I went through it and there's, there's 15. If you do include ball and, and Hayes, there's 15 lead guards, point guards, kind of one or two, like we'll call it, Call Anthony Edwards a lead guard. You know, he's kind of like ball yeah. dominant, but not a point guard. But just kind of put that whole pile together of point guards, let's call them. And in the top 30, if you go like cut off the top 33 between Kevin O'Connor and Sam Vecini's big boards, there's 15 like lead guard slash point guards in that group. 15 of the 33, there's just so many of these guys. And it, <laughs> it, it it's going to be like, I mean – one or two or maybe three of them are going to be good and like a handful of them aren't and they really are they are so bunched up and I, well, I mean we're just kind of talking about this from a general standpoint but from a Timberwolves perspective they have three picks in the top 33 and really not a lot at point guard behind D'Angelo Russell I kind of expect one of these 15 guys I would, I would almost bet that one of these those point guards are drafted by the Wolves rather than not. Right. Um, these these two guys were particularly between O'Connor and Vicini, kind of right in the, the top middle of that pack, sort of late late lottery kind of guys. For Tyrus Maxey, Kevin O'Connor had him um, 11th behind Killian Hayes, behind Anthony Edwards, behind Hal Burton, behind Ball, behind Terry, but ahead of Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Kyra Lewis, Ramsey, Maladon, Mannion, Dotson, Jones, and Ryler. Um, so he's kind of right there, whereas v- Vicini had him 13th behind Ball, Edwards, Hayes, Anthony, Halliburton, and Lewis. So so Vicini actually has Kyra Lewis 12 and Tyrese Maxey 13. Okay. And that was the only one of the main guys who I – I mean, we'll talk about where we're at on that, but it seems like Maxey is kind of consensus ahead of Lewis, but only by – sort of a hair. Do you want to just answer who you have ahead of the other before we start? Sure. Why don't you go first? I have Lewis. I think Lewis is a better prospect than Maxi. And is that by a lot or by a little? I mean, I think that's hard to answer because those guards are so jumbled, right? I, so no. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, so no, not close. by a lot. It's close. I, I have Maxi. Okay. Um, and we'll just kind of get into him. Pod's He's over. Pod's over. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be back next week. Lamelo <laughs> Ball. <laughs> um, no. So so with Maxi, it's it's tough because you're you're betting on upside, right? You, you see the you see the outlines. You you see the outlines of a player who, if he does fine tune a bunch of edges, you know, you could see being a. Uh, at least I can, you know, seeing being a really good offensive and defensive player, yeah. kind of kind of two ways. And what really came to push Max over the top for me was was his defense. And um, I, I really I didn't really expect that going in. 
I guess kind of always anticipate like a point guard's going to be like solid. I at think best especially with it. freshmen, like five star sure. recruits who are there for one year, you don't really just. Ah, I mean, they've I never been asked to play defense. Right. right. I thought it was just going to be like a bucket getter. Well, yeah. And I think he put in just as much uh, effort into the defensive end as the offensive. I started end. with his offense. So when I said to start mm-hmm. the podcast that I they grew on me, yeah. a lot of it was I started with Max's offense and then eventually got to his defense. Right. And so it kind of like flipped for me because he's a, he's a really, really good defender. Mm-hmm. And I liked so, – so they're both they're both six foot three with six foot six wingspans. Tyrese Maxey is listed as 198, whereas Kyrie Lewis is 165. So literally same height and wingspan. Um, Do you think there's a 30-pound difference between those guys? <laughs> I mean, 25, yeah. I would say and 25. It's, I think it's also important, not only is it 25, 30 pounds, it's also Lewis is a year older. He's a, he's a great older. I don't a think great older, so, but he's had a year – Longer in a uh, college, yeah, college strength program. Well, I think that's that's kind of the thing that I came back to, and I I did I did like Kyra Lewis. I should say this was this was close for me. Yeah. I, I actually really like both of these guys, yeah. kind of more than I expected going in. Um, he he could totally make it work. Kyra Lewis could make it work yeah. at, at his. Okay, let me ask you this size. before we actually get into mm-hmm. specifics. If they if it both works out for both of them, like they just everything yeah. clicks, who has a higher? Lewis. For sure, right? Like yeah. it's that's where I, to me, that was a separating factor. Was that if if they if they progress like they could, sure, then I just think Lewis's upside is way higher. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair, and and you can kind of go off of like the some of the recent history of these like smaller, faster guards, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, John Morant. Yeah, like the, I mean, those, those are the are, two guys that just watching him, Kyra Lewis move, just yes. stood out to me. And and then I think you know, and and this kind of goes back to why I was lower on Tyrell Terry, and you were higher on him. Last week when we're going into it, I, I'm just more skeptical of the size stuff because I think, again, like I, I could see the ways that Tyrell Terry is good. Mm-hmm. I just, I can also, if it doesn't like, we say with Kyra Lewis, if he doesn't hit that ups, up end potential, then you know what? How much does this defense really bring him down? Like, does it does it play him off the court completely? If he's just good at offense and bad at defense. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, again, I'm basing a lot of that off of physicality and you can make it work at a, at a smaller size. And I, I think we saw a little bit more of that in Kyrie Lewis, but again, it was what brings me back to, to Tyrese Maxey of why I liked him is because he, he's bigger and, and stronger and thicker. And I think has like the chance to be, you know, with an NBA strength program, be a guy who, who really is a multi-positional player and could maybe get away with even, you know, defending up to the three, like a, a smaller sort of three. I mean, probably one, two. Yeah. But, you know, like, whereas, like, Lewis is probably exclusively one, maybe two. Yeah. Like, and, you know, so I just think, I think Max, will be able to guard a wider swath of players, which makes him um, a be- like more of a fit on a lot of other teams where you could play him. I think you could play him alongside another point guard. Yeah, I would ag- – do you think Maxi is a point guard? Like, look, like <laughs> go projecting it out. Because to me, I think he's – there's a better chance he succeeds off the yeah. ball. Because I just didn't – I didn't love his game. Yeah. I know. I, I think so, too. In the pick and roll and, like – It's weird. It's with, just like the one and a half. It, it's, yeah. the, it's the C.J. McCollum, right? It's like the – it's like that sort of idea where you're, like, 
It doesn't matter. That's the other thing, right? Doesn't like I think right. we get caught up in it a lot. Is he a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? And like, I think it's just good that he. I, I like the idea that he could be a point guard. Yeah. You know, like be be a two. I, I mean, twos and threes are right. We need more of those in the league. Right. Like that. That's why there's some some value there. We're just talking about how there's 15 point guards right. in this draft. But but yeah. So he he's just like a little bit bigger at six three, two hundred pounds. Remark talking about that's like CJ McCollum size. That's like Drew Holiday when he came out. Um. And it's like a little bit smaller than Gary Harris, Bradley, like about an inch and like five pounds short, smaller yeah. than Gary Harris, Bradley Beal, I saw John Wall. Ke- Kevin O'Connor compared him to Beal, didn't he? Wasn't he one of the, was the, he, he the, was the for, player comps that he does? Yeah, I mean. Which is a little surprising. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, I, I think ultimately for me with Maxi is, I don't, I don't know what it looks like if it works perfect. It's a good question. Where, where I don't know. I, I just kind of like the the middle range of it a little bit more, where where I do think he could he could be an impactful player. Probably not one of the best players on your team, but like I don't know. I, I think he he was he wasn't just a role player though. Did you see him to just be a role player? Like I, I don't think that I don't think that he's just exclusively like limited really. No, especially I mean he he was kind of the guy at Kentucky this year, right? Like. It, he was asked to do a lot and for a program like Kentucky. is a, it's sure. a big ask to right. just kind of turn over the keys to, to freshmen. Um, so, no, he was the lead guard. He did everything. He, he played, I don't know, probably 75% on point guard and 25% off the ball right. at Kentucky. Um, so, yeah, he – again, I think we get caught up a lot in is he a one or is he a two, and, like, I don't know if that really – It's if weird that, with if both – if, if it matters, right? Yeah. Like, who, who – well, you're not going to be able to figure it out by watching his film. And same with Kyra Lewis. Right. Because they both played in these in backcourts like that where there was a bunch of other guard. They, they played next to one or two other kind of right. point guards right. there. I'm more just so looking at both of them as point guards because it's the NBA. You know, everybody's going to be like a little bit bigger where, I don't know, I, I, it's, there's just, <laughs> they're too, I don't know too small to be to be any bigger than that like I, I don't know I, I think he I, I liked with Maxi that that physicality you could see sort of um, on both sides of the floor um there's certainly a lot and we got to get to a shot because that's funky um but but I liked him working in the lane I liked his the way he really was able to attack the rim but the yeah. in, but there was still like his floater was funky, his shot was funky. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't efficient play. So if you're looking at the numbers, it's not like a guy that's going right. to jump off the page. The numbers don't jump out at you. And also watching him, I feel like he struggled a lot of times to like totally get by somebody. Like mm-hmm. he would try to go. He, you know, again, they ran a lot for him, and he would try to attack and he would make a good move, but it was like. He never he never beat anybody to the point where he got easy shots. Like a lot of his shots were really really tough shots. Right. Um, and to his credit, he was able to make a fair amount of them. But he just I don't know. He one of my worries about him is he he doesn't create and being six three is, mm-hmm. limits him a little bit. But he doesn't create easy shots for himself. Which then again to kind of use the CJ McCollum comparison for CJ McCollum to kind of overcome that height and limited athletic ability, mm-hmm. he he's had to become an elite mid-range player. Yeah. And, you know, be able to, to be effective at all three levels. Right. And there's for sure concerns about Maxi being able to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I would even say finishing at the basket was, was concerning. He's going to have to – he's going to have to 
because to like get, get that more effective in a floater too. Right. Again, like a six foot shot over somebody that feels like a layup. Like mm-hmm. if if you've played basketball before, yeah. you know you know the shot I'm talking about. Like right. you make a good move and you're going towards the basket and it feels like a layup because mm-hmm. you're close to the rim, but it's not a layup. Yeah. That's a really hard shot. Yeah. And he took a lot of those at Kentucky. Him. And and like most people do, missed them. Yeah. And that's that worries me because if, if you can't do it in college. It's certainly not going to get easier in the NBA. So I kept just like, and I'm going through my notes and, and watching this, and I keep like, I, I keep making a list of things that are kind of like concerning to me. Whether it be the finishing, and I don't, I don't really like the jump shot mechanics and that, but I, I kept going back of like, I really like the way he feels yeah. like on the floor. I, I really, it just. Did you it, watch the Michigan State game or any part of it? I watched the the clips of it. I didn't watch. It was the whole a. Thing. His, it, that watch that game alone, and mm-hmm. and you will, like, fall in love with it. Yeah, he's there's just like a, there's an element of where it's it's like when all those things do all click for him, if yeah. he is finishing, if he is scoring at all three levels, you're like this is a pretty special offensive player who's also busting his ass on both ends of the floor and is is really just overall impactful. And there's there's something there where you could go, this could turn into a pretty maybe not Bradley Beal, but a pretty special player that you could see as being a second or third guy in a really, really good team. So let me ask you, what what does he have to, like, fall back on? Um, the, the defense, I the think. Defense. Okay, but, but that's yeah, what I but, kept coming back yeah. to. It's like, what does he do? It's like, at the very least, he's going to shoot threes, or he's going to – No, he doesn't. Like, what is, what's his one, like I – think, I think it's the ability – um, to play with pace effectively. I think you could really see him. He was really good in transition. I, I think you could really s- see him finding – and, and, you know, there's kind of like – I say, like, pace isn't necessarily, like, limited to, like, a fast break. Like Definitely it, not. It, it's, it's kind of – it's the ability to kind of, like, take advantage of a moving defense when it's moving, even if it's in the half court. Like, he can be decisive in that way, physical enough, I think, at 200 pounds. He looks to me like the – type of guy who could put even more muscle onto his frame and become a better athlete like, be, like 18 19 years old yeah like i was kind of thinking about that with some of those other, the the drew holiday and bradley beal types who are kind of you know similar size to him and i mean you just drew holiday has gotten way bigger and stronger yeah. bradley beal has gotten way bigger and stronger than when he came out without losing any of the athleticism i could see some of that coming from tyrese maxi but yeah to your point, yeah. like I think the only thing you can for sure fall back on is you have this guy who is is going to be a a positively impactful defender. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think his defense is it's a sure thing. Like if he, so c- can we talk about it? And you loved, and so did I. Trey Jones's defense um, last week. Can we compare and contrast them as defenders because I think they're kind of different. Yet probably two of the better guard defenders in this class. Yes. You start, <laughs> go, go for it. it. It's hard. I was trying to like think about it. I'm like, I, I, I think th- I'll cut you off. Sorry. To, so you start. To, I'll start. <laughs> you notice Trey more on defense. Is that yeah. fair? Yep. Like he just makes more. Yeah. I don't know like if plays is the right word, but you're like, you just, at least for me, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just no, the way no, I watch it's it. No, no, it's like, but. I was thinking about this, like there's different parts of defense that stick out. Like there can be a guy who has elite hands. Mm-hmm. There can be a guy who has, um, who's just kind of a elite IQ, passing lanes, ability to like stunt and recover, and and all those those sorts of things, very impactful. There's the type of guy who can be 
physically imposing on the ball. You can't just like go right through him, think right. like Chris Paul or something like that. And it, it's pretty rare that a guy checks all those boxes at, mm-hmm. at a guard position, right? And I don't think Trey Jones does. So even though every time I watch him, I go, that's a really good <laughs> defensive player. I come back to the fact that I think he will be someone who physically struggles at the next level, even on defense, to some degree. Phys- I think there'll be a physical element of it. Do you think that even when he's 25 years old, yeah, 27 I, years old, when he's been in the league for five, six years? and yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think right. we disagree on that part. I yeah. think, Yeah, I think he's going to be – there's going to be times his rookie, his first couple of years where he... Yeah, that's maybe fair. But I think by the time he's a, a vet, like he's going to be... And whatever, we talked about that last week. But yes, I, we, No, no, I get what you're saying. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm talking about is like there's these different holes to poke or not to poke like in, in guys defensively. And, and What's your, is your worry just the fact that he's six... And we're talking about Trey right now, that he's 6'3"? Six, 6'3", three? Six, three, and I don't think I... I think we think he's different amounts of athletic. It doesn't help that you sent me the video of him dunking between the legs <laughs> this week. But I you know you what I'm like saying, though, with Trey. It's like so you th- you there's an element of Trey Jones that you, is just is not a high-level athlete. Sure. And I think with Tyrese Maxey, it's, it's easy for me to see him becoming a high-level athlete. I'm not saying he is right now, but I, I – So why can, can Maxey become a better athlete I think and he, Trey can't? I, I think he already is. Yeah, I think Maxie's a better athlete right now, sure. And and it looks to me like right, I'll give you an example. Like with Trey, this is this is more talking about offense. He has to like to go to the basket and finish. He needs to have like the car in fourth gear and be going full blast, like ninety miles an hour, otherwise it's not happening. Like it's never gonna happen. With Tyrese Maxie, he can he can like he doesn't need to try his hardest every single play to be able to like get by a guy to be to out strength them to out athletic them. Like I think, I think to me that's really the way I, I look at a lot of athleticism. Is well, yeah, like, yes, okay, I agree with that, and I think that's from an offensive standpoint, right? That you're yeah. talking offense there, and I think mm-hmm. no one's going to disagree with you that offensively Max is sure. better, and I think that's why Max is going to be drafted higher, mm-hmm. but. But defensively, yeah, it's it's harder to define. So you would buy if you had to, if you were to bet on one of the two of them being a better, you would bet. You think, you take literally, Maxie. that's in my notes. Really? I go, I, no, no, I go, I go, I don't know. You I don't know. Okay. Like, went back and forth. And I was like, that's fair. They're, but, I mean, but it's, I think last week when we were talking, we were both referring to Trey as probably the best point guard defender in this draft. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, and you still think that? Yes. And I just think that this this clouded it a little bit for me. Okay. I, yeah. I, I I just I like I like the size. I really liked. His, his way he competed on the ball. I like the way he played those passing lanes. I, I saw some IQ things. So that's what I'm saying. When we talk about all these different things as a defender, to me, when we talk about five, six years down the line, I think there's a chance that Tyrese Mack – I like the chances that Tyrese Maxey checks more of those defensive boxes than Trey Jones. Even okay. if Trey immediately next year – like Trey's probably an NBA rotation level defender right now. Yeah, I would think so. And I would say Maxey is – like a year or two away, a year, a, maybe a year away from that. And, but then it's like, it's kind of the idea of like linear growth versus exponential growth. Like right. I think to me, that's what I kept coming back to. And it was him kind of on both sides of the ball. It's like, there's just this, there's something to me about Tyrese Maxey. That's kind of hard to articulate, articulate. <laughs> if you're struggling to articulate, articulate, <laughs> um, where, where you could really, we could really see him 
blossoming into something. Yeah. And I think with Trey Jones, it just come back to the fact that I think he's going to be a backup point guard, maybe a really good backup yeah. point guard. Well, well, I think there's a again, there's a reason why Max is going to be drafted higher, right? They're just there's mm-hmm. because his, you can we can argue his def- their defenses all we want. Maxi is significantly better on offense than Trey Jones. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, not like, not that, yeah, I think he's better. And I think their defense is, is really close. I still give the nod to Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do feel like just because I'm the one pumping his tires right now, like the the shot was really concerning to me. And, that, and the shot selection was concerning too. I the, the shot selection thing, and this kind of goes back to why I think I'm more cool with Anthony Edwards than you are. Yeah. Where – I'm out I th- on him. Yeah, I know. I, I know. told you that before? <laughs> yes, once or twice. I, I think that's just something that you can be kind of worked through. Uh, and particularly in the modern NBA now, there's like in 2020, these these coaches aren't just going to let guys come in. If they're, well, we've seen firsthand Wiggins. I mean, it's the same thing with him, right? Well, that, yeah, he, he wasn't playing for an NBA team, though. <laughs> sure. But like the 18-footers, like for how long did, has he been in the league? Six years. And how long has people been like, yeah, stop well, taking 18 And he stopped footers. this year. It was the first time it was the first time it became a mandate. I know that for a okay. fact. And and then and it and it changed. And the and the thing is, is it's like the guys who don't change that and they're just like, Oh, I'm just this is just how I play. This is this is what I do. What happens to those guys is they're out of the league. Yeah. Like they think there's so many guys like go it's just funny, you know, I'm looking through these other draft classes now in researching for this and there's so many guys from like the 2012 draft class who are just out of the league and it's because of that where they just right. kind of hit this wall and they don't they or they they didn't like translate their games to a more modern nba style of game and and yeah if tyrus maxey doesn't he'll be out of the league too yeah and it's cole anthony we're kind of betting on like he seems pretty hard-headed i was gonna ask you about cole anthony and, and maxey i just i i who would you take at 16 for the wolves Maxi, if it was had to be one of those two, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just what I kept coming back to is I'm concerned, and it's why I who knows maybe by the time I do a big board, I'll flip flop on it. But really figuring out how valuable is it for him to be able to make threes, Maxi? Yeah, because he he's he he shot the same twenty nine percent from three as Anthony Edwards, which like. I, if I'm being fair, like I'm forgiving that for Anthony Edwards because he's having to bomb away all the time and all this and that, but but Edwards took twice as many, like per game or per 36 minutes as Maxi did. Like so so to me, like Maxi's shot is way more concerning than than what Edwards is. Not to mention that I think I like Edwards' stroke and Maxi. It's like, did you ever pitch when you played baseball? When I was younger, yeah. Like, do you remember when your coaches would t- like? T- it was like. I pitched like in high school, so it was like to to add the most like velo- the way to add velocity was to really finish your pitches like out as far as front of you as you mm-hmm. could, and it's like that's what his shot looks like, which is just, he's so far out in front, and he kind of gets he gets his whip of his shot so far out in front of his body, and that's gonna be that's gonna need to be reworked in the NBA, and so it's it's hard for me to put the stock in this guy, which I, I realize I am putting stock in this guy, but. Put it this when, way. when closeouts are coming at him and, and he's, he's finishing that far in front of him, that's going to be a problem. And he's not consistently making it. I'm, I'm not as worried about the jumper. Okay. Good. But it, if I was, <laughs> I would be so out on him. If he can't shoot yeah. consistently, 
if if he's if he's a below average shooter, mm-hmm. then I just don't. I just I don't know. Yeah, what do we got here? What do we got? <laughs> yeah, it, it's and, and that that's like a that's a fair concern. I, I I think so too. It's like I just don't think we I don't think we we know that and. <laughs> I don't. There's hate, more to the. There's the shots not the great. The shots not great. I didn't hate the form. It could be worse. <laughs> it's funny. I I think I hated it more. It, it, do you yeah, know what I'm I talking about? Where too. it's like he's so far out in front of his body with that shot. And I think that's going to be. Yeah. I think at the NBA level, when you have a six foot seven guy closing out at you, you're now like making that six foot seven guy six eleven. You know. Right. I, 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 I'm not super high on Maxi, and that's part of it. it part of it is part well, of it I feel is. Like I'm, you're talking me out of him and I'm talking myself out of him well, too. part of it is he's not a great shooter and he doesn't like I'm not worried about his defense he's gonna be fine on defense I'm worried mm-hmm. about what what does his offense look like it starts with a shot I, I think it's average right now maybe it improves mm-hmm. and then like we talked about earlier it's off the dribble what can he do I mean it's I, so okay and that sounds really harsh like what can he he's obviously a capable scorer but so I saw some problems with his off the dribble game too but if we if we just math it up here, just numbers wise, he's the 86 percentile at, in terms of pick and roll in the in the country, which is better than all of those other 15 point guards we talked about. The numbers are good on that. Again, you know that that, that that's not a proof or anything, but you know I, I think he did find effectiveness there, and to to you know find effectiveness in the pick and roll game when he doesn't at this time have the come off of it and pull up and make a shot consistently, like that's pretty encouraging to me too. I'll say I've said the same thing with like Cole Anthony, like there's a lot of flaws in his game, but he was productive in isolation situations. Right. And, and you go, you know, what, what are the, what are the things we want our point guards to be really good at right now? We want them to be able to, to, to dominate in a pick and roll, right? We want them to be able to play in transition. And when it gets to the end of the shot clock, we want them to be able to create something in isolation for themselves. And when you have guys who can check, you know, multiple of those boxes, I mean, I think that's kind of the argument more for Cole Anthony, right? Is, is that he will be able to be that guy for you. And I think that, that Maxi can be that. He can create for himself. You just got to get him a screen kind of, or just like kind of get a little bit of motion moving in his, his direction. Like he wasn't, a, he wasn't a zero like in productivity offensively at, right. at the college level. Yeah, I would agree. So, from a Wolf standpoint, is he if they take him? Because I actually really agree with your point about the fifteen lead guards or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of those guys is going to end up on the Wolves, right? Yeah. Like, so if he's the guy, is he day one next season? Whenever that is, is he backing up? I think he'd, I think he'd come off. I think he'd come off the bench, um, which I wouldn't totally hate that role. He's kind of got that sort of. He wouldn't start. That, that's not yeah. what, like. Oh, you said back. I thought you meant starting next to Russell. I'm, I'm saying no, no, no. I'm saying if if we draft him, where is he backing up Russell, or where does he I think fall? he's both. So, so the reason I kind of like the Wolves fit, or just like the Maxi fit on another team with a bigger point guard, I I, I think D'Angelo Russell kind of squanders some of that size because he's not a strong defender. Um, but but that's I think that's kind of the ideal point guard to put him next to. Yeah, is like a six four six five point like pure point guard, which Russell is. And have um, maxi guard twos. Yeah, you're something on whoever like, the better guard is. Yeah, it just kind of it, it'd be a lot harder than if you had a five eleven point guard, and now you're now you're shooting guards six three. Like that's now you're getting a little small. Right. At least at least you have some size and you have some length. Like Russell, Russell needs to work on his 
defense, but physically he's six five with a six nine wingspan. That's pretty good for a point guard. So I, I like that. I like that fit with Maxi there. But I think the role would more look like him coming off the bench and filling in, taking all the backup minutes, and then also playing some alongside Russell. So I don't know. Maybe it ends up being like a twenty-two minute a night type of role. Maybe I mean depending on what they what they do with Culver at the two or Kogi at the two, like how small they're wanting to play. If you can kind of shove a Kogi and Culver up into the three for all those minutes, right. um, but it is it's <laughs> it's a hard question of just with the Wolves in general of like, all right, like what other wing can we put next to Russell and Beasley? Like that's your, all, that's all, your job. <laughs> like all at the same time. I mean, that's small, yeah. you know? So, so it's like, I, I like the fit next to Russell. I don't like the fit next to Russell and Beasley. If that, if that, that makes, makes sense. Just yeah. cause it's, um, it's a little small, but I do. Yeah. I really do think one of these, one of these point guards is going to wind up on the wolves just cause they, they, they kind of need a backup. Yeah. And if the, and if that backup can also play next to them, some, if it's, Eight ten minutes a game, like Cole Anthony, I don't think would be able to do that. Tyrese Maxey would. Right. Kyra Lewis, I I mean, you you give me the face like you think you could play next to D'Lo, and you kind of play D'Lo more in like the two role. Yeah. Okay, let's move into him. Kyra Lewis, love him, love him. Like really, like, I do. I really do. He when we do the final, I, I really liked him too. I like when we both do the final guys. thing. I would be surprised if he wasn't in my top ten. Ooh. Towards the end of it, but yeah, no, I, I'm not going to argue. I, I, this I is really going to come like off him. as me positive on him too. Yeah, like, I, I liked him. I think he's he'll be in my lottery. I think he's an incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. He's the fastest player in this draft, mm-hmm. like by far. And I think he's actually got really good point guard skills. I think he shoots it fine. Yeah, and I think he does a really good job of like I'm going to use my speed to set other guys up. Like I'm just going to get downhill. And so then, smooth. And then whip a pass to a wide – like, he's got really good – and he made some really dumb turnovers. He averaged, like, three and a half or four a game. Like, he has got to clean some of that up. But I think he he plays the right way, and he uses his speed more so to set up other guys, which I love. A lot of yeah. times guys just use their speed to try to score. He uses his speed, collapses defense, and just does a really good job keeping his head up and finding shooters. And and he can score at all three levels. Yeah. Which is for, you know, I mean, that's the big difference for me with him and Tyrell Terry is, like, yeah. getting getting into the lane and finishing at the rim. Yeah, the, he's about the same size as Terry, but he doesn't have the – Kyra doesn't have the trouble of, of getting to the rim and finishing. And he he's not getting so up and, like, dunking big, on He you. plays so much bigger than Tyrell Terry. So much bigger. Yeah. So, I, there, that, I throw the – who cares about the size at that yeah. point? Just watch him play. Like, it doesn't – the, I don't the, care about it offensively, but the re- but I do care about it for Terry, and I care about it for him some on on the other side of the floor. But he's faster than Terry, so that's not he's defensively. Faster it's than not. anybody, everybody. Yeah, right, right. He's kind of he's got the speed like you know, watching like De'Aaron Fox or yeah. John Wall, where it's like he's going so fast, and he could turn it up another notch if he wanted to. Like it looks like he's going eighty percent of his speed, and he's kind of floating. And while he's, he's floating, doing it. and it's just <laughs> yeah. like John Morant has that a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Like the way, and I'm not comparing their games. The way he moves, like we said early on in this in this podcast, he moves like De'Aaron Fox and mm-hmm. John Morant. Just that, like, yeah, that the ability to change direction, like 
without breaking stride. Like it's without losing speed. Without losing speed. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was really impressive. Did you get the chance to watch much John Morant this year? No, I mean, yeah, I mean that's I mean, out of market. Like, not no, not a lot. Yeah, I, no, and I, and he's just house of highlights. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, it, it's it's interesting. Like John Morant. I kept like obviously John Morant. I thought was really good this year, but there was like I'm not gonna say who, but there was we were a conversation in the like media room one day, and it was like middle of the year and Jaws killing it right, and and someone's like, oh, I think he's a better like you'd rather have him on your team than Kevin or than Carl uh, Anthony Towns, and I was like, well, it's a bold statement. I feel like yeah, I, I did too, and it, so. But so I feel like I've been looking for like reasons to to go against Jaw mm-hmm. uh, the whole time, but it's hard. I, I mean, it, it it's hard if if you just see him compensating for the size with his speed as he does, as Jaw does, then you go, okay, what am I? Re- what can I really poke holes in here? There just there just there just isn't much there. If he doesn't become like a high level shooter. If if Jaw isn't a high level shooter, and this all this kind of stuff goes for Kyra Lewis too, um, but I was I was just like in a lot of ways, Kyra Lewis is so similar to Jaw, without the vertical athleticism, he right. played below the rim, right? Yet like almost looked like he could maybe get up high, like he was never really dunking on people. He would like get to the rim, and it'd be a finger roll. Whereas if that's Jaw Morant, it's like a two hand like on someone. Dung, but everything up to that point looked to me so much like John Morant. Yeah, I I really liked watching him. Like I like I mentioned earlier, the way he like he averaged I think five assists a game, um, and then just he kind of just you always noticed him. You know what I mean? Like if you watch like Alabama's full possessions, like he was always he was so clearly their guy. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just think he's his game is going to translate well. Like there's yeah. not going to be a learning. I mean, there's going to be a learning curve, but he's going to fit in athletically. And I actually think his IQ is underrated. Like I think he's a pretty smart basketball player. Um, so I don't know. I, I really like him. I, if it was up to me, I would take him over Maxi, and I don't think I would think much about okay. it. Okay. So we have, so we have basically you and I will say we have Maxi and Lewis right next to each other, but, but both above Cole Anthony, right? Yep. So now kind of the next tier we're moving up in point guards yeah. is Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, that's I was going to ask you about him. Man, I, I have both I'll say I have both of these guys over Tyrese Halliburton. And that's a, yeah, that's tough. I, I could be I could be convinced. I think top of my head if I had to answer I would, I would put Lewis 1, Halliburton 2 and Maxi 3. And then and then you keep in Lewis behind the two foreigner guys as of now without yeah. having Can can I go back to Lu- the yeah. Go or not to Lewis. Go back to Maxi for a second. The one reason that I, the one thing I keep going back to, is like, the Kentucky factor, and that might sound kind of mm-hmm. dumb, but if you look at the guys who've been taken like in the top twenty, sure from Kentucky the last ten years since John Calipari's gotten there, they're all good. Not like eighty five percent of them are really good. Um, I can read you a list if you want. Well, can I just say something first? I feel like <laughs> you've done a better job of defending Tyrus Maxey than I have, and I'm the one who has him. Hired. Yeah, I mean, I I gave my re- I don't know. I he's he was hard. I mean, he's hard. I, I think I, if you, I, I could be I could be wrong on him. I I totally acknowledge that, and maybe like 
what I've watched of him so far is clip is like all the possessions of clips. And and maybe it's one of those things where I got to watch more, like more yeah. full games and that's with Tyrese Halliburton. I feel like I need to do that too. So, so, so I don't know. I just, I, I liked, I liked what I saw with Tyrese Maxey because I felt like there's something to be polished there that could end up being a pretty special player that's available, maybe late lottery in a bad draft, like a guy who could a few years from now be, one of the best players on their, their team. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that seems like a decently reasonable outcome for me. Whereas, like, Kyra Lewis, he's got to nail his, like, up end, his top end thing to be to be that level. That, I don't know. That, that I, like, I like, like, the median outcome for Tyrese Maxey a lot. Yeah. I think if Maxey had not gone to Kentucky and he was the okay. exact same player and he played for mm-hmm. name your school, it could be, a, a like, a good – Sure. program i'd be more university down of minnesota yeah yeah um <laughs> let me read you this let me read you this list quick <laughs> guys <laughs> guys top 20 since john calipari's gotten there okay mm-hmm. where we both think maxi will probably be a top 20 pick okay so pj washington tyler hero good good kevin knox shake gilders alexander kevin knox has not been good but he's been on the knicks darren fox malik monk Bam Adebayo. Jamal still, Murray. I still got some Malik Monk stock. Jamal Murray. Yeah, this list rules. Cat. Devin Booker. Like, and I can go on, but like, my point is, Kentucky, for whatever reason, they just, I wouldn't bet against them. And even though mm-hmm. I don't like Maxi as much as you do, that's also in the back of my mind. It's like, hey, look at, look at history, right. and then let's not be blind to that. Maybe I'm just like, <laughs> you're... I'm subconsciously factoring it in more or something. Maybe. I mean, so the idea is, right, with all these guys, and in, 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 as you pointed out with these guys, that they, they went top 20. So not all of them were top, top picks. No. Like and, Devin Booker was, I think, 13 or 14. And, right. And, and the idea, take Devin Booker, for example, is like th- there was a lot hidden from their games, like when they were at Kentucky, because they were on teams that were so good, we didn't really get to see the full package. Obviously, with Devin Booker, that meant yeah, being so Cat was a good a example of that, too. Yeah, Cat did shoot a three is his one year at Kentucky and just defended the, yeah, it was like a, a rim, rim defender, yeah. rim protector. I mean, it's just very different than what their, their NBA realities turned out to be. So, so back to Lewis though, let's go back to Lewis. Wait, wait can I finish something yeah, on sorry. there? Okay. So, so if there is an element really of Maxi who that has been, been covered up and it all at, you know, three years from now, it shows up at the NBA level. Like, what is that thing? Cause, cause like Booker, it's like obvious, right? Like, he was able to be an off the dribble player and, and pick and roll and like Cat was shooting threes. Like, what is that for Maxi? Are you asking me? Are yeah. you? Are you? I'm asking you. I don't if, know if that exists because pretty much with all those guys that exist, same Jamal Murray is in the same but, book as Devin Booker. But Maxi, you could argue different. that Booker and Cat were held back at Kentucky, right? Just like the way and you can argue every guy on that list. Was sure, held back and, but Kentucky. that that Kentucky team, that twenty, I think fifteen Kentucky team, yeah. was loaded. So they. Sure. Devin Booker didn't start on that team. Mm-hmm. Maxi, I think nothing was held back. I think they, you know what I mean? He was able to play his normal yeah. game. and he, So I think, I don't know, his game, if everything goes right, I think he's going to be a good scorer and a really good defender. Sure. However you want to figure out, like, he'll figure out a way to score. I don't know if it's going to be from the three-point line or more off the dribble, but he'll figure out a way to score and he'll be a good defender. So I don't know what it, What's the hidden thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, now I get, uh, 
I don't know either. <laughs> and, I, 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 and I, I think, and I think, and I'm not by no means an expert on this stuff, right? But I think yeah. if you can't picture that, to me, that's a bad sign. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know what I mean? Like I, no, I'm not fighting you on it. I mean, so he's a second round pick. <laughs> um, okay, go back, go back to Lewis. Well, I was going to ask you what don't you like about Lewis? What kind of like? Why? Hold on. Let me just ask you in an easier way. Why is Maxi ahead of Lewis for you? Well, okay. So I think the I think the reason is, um, I guess I guess it's both. Is I I I think I've already been saying this with Maxi. Is I, I think there's like the potential for a pretty special NBA player, you know, to be in there and not like a one or two percent chance. Like I really think you could polish him out into a very good starting shooting guard, lead guard on a team. I think that exists with Maxi. I think with Lewis, it's like if he isn't De'Aaron Fox or John Morant, which I'm not saying it's a zero percent chance of being something like that. I don't I like I, I don't know exactly what it looks like because because there's like a lot of teams in the NBA who have like a lead guard like that who's really fast, can do a lot of stuff off the like do a lot of stuff off the dribble and but but they're not exactly special. You think about like an Ish Smith, um, or like a like Dennis Schroeder who's that that's kind of right. unfair. He's had he's had a really a really good year this year. Um I just because I have it in front of my in you front stole, of me, but like you stole that from me. That's what I was going to say. Schroeder, yeah, yeah. I, but Schroeder's been really good this year. But it's it's also kind of been most of his career has been in like a a six man sort of role. So so you start to kind of ask yourself like, all right, how valuable is like a good sixth man point guard? And and I think in the league, there's just there's a, the, the, it's a ton of point guards yeah. in in the league there too, so I think he could he could pretty swiftly turn into being a replacement level point guard, and 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 not be as special as maybe we're seeing we're thinking right now. So that's what that's what, what kind of tempered my expectations. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, like a specific element of his game, but you know what I'm kind of saying where it's like. He needs to be like the guy. He needs to be like he the, needs the, the number one option. Hands. And and if you're not able to be like a number one option in a starting lineup, th- then you kind of end up being pushed into like the Lou Williams sort of like second unit sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good player. Like if you can draft Lou Williams 13th overall, like good. Right. But but I don't know. I I, I don't. It's weird because again, I'm acknowledging he has this really high upside, but at the same time, there's like with Maxi, I there's a better chance of him being good. I think. I think that's fair, and that's kind of been a theme with some of these. Like when yeah. we do these these pods of players, these these mm-hmm. the two players. A lot of times we come back to the guy who is safer isn't the guy who has the higher upside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. I would have to go back and and remember who we did, but like, I don't know. I, I think, and, and this has also been a common theme of what we talked about in a bad draft on a bad team, I would take the guy with higher upside. You know what I mean? And I, I keep coming back to that. So that's 
from a Wolf standpoint, part of the reason I like Lewis more than Maxie is I do think his upside is higher. Like, I think there's a chance that he's really good. And I would say he's got a top seven, top eight upside potential in this draft, just given his speed and, and his – I think he's got a pretty good shot. So, right there, you have a sure. point guard who's really fast and a pretty good shooter. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like him too. I'm not – again, he'll be right by Maxie on, yeah. on, on my list. Um, I, I think there's 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 a ton to love about his game. Yeah, I'm gonna try and say this one more time so as to, because I feel like I've been fumbling over my words with it. Kyra Lewis's one percent outcome, top one percent outcome, is a lot better than All Tyrese star. Maxey's. Yes, one percent outcome, but but Tyrese Maxey's like two percent to ten percent. I think that is a lot better than Kyra Lewis's two percent to ten percent. Fair. That that's what I that's what I think. Yeah, that's no, that's fair. I and I think that's probably what the majority of people would say. Maybe I don't know. I Max, yeah, I I don't know. I Max, you, I think you know what you're getting. Right. And Lewis is kind of a wild card. If it works, it's going to work really well. Yeah, and and like I and to me, and I think this is the is the difference is I'm just kind of labeling him as a small guy who I have some concerns about defensively. Yeah. Because because he's small and like yeah, he's fast, but on the film, he was a guy who played upright a lot. He relied on his athleticism to recover. Like he was just like kind of one of those guys where he's guarding you and he's like, I'm not I'm not concerned about you getting by me because I'm just more athletic than you. Like that's what his mentality looked like out there. And then guys got by him because he wasn't like properly utilizing mm-hmm. that. So so he probably could have like won a couple more points on me if he looked – if I believed he was going to be an average defender. I think he'll be a below-average defender. Not like not like Trey Young, like terrible. But I think he's got a lot of room to grow as a defender, right? Like if, if, the, right, if the right coach gets him and he's coachable, and who knows? Maybe he's not coachable. Right. Maybe we don't know him. Um, yeah, it's unfair for me to like be baking in – like, oh, he, Tyrese Maxey's going to develop sure. in these areas. So and, and yeah, let's sorry. assume he's really coachable and a really hard worker and the right coach gets him. I think he actually could turn into a good – he could go from below – just, yeah. again, given his athleticism, his quickness, like he could turn into a, a above-average defender, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like rule it out, and that's based, because, based on the fact that he's really fast. Yeah, like, super fast. Like if you, if you were to argue with me that I think Tyrell Terry could figure it out – to being an above average to good defender, I would say I don't. He would. Right. I don't. I couldn't see that happening. But with Lewis, who is a similarly small, I could. I, I could. I could see it there. Um, I again. I would talked about this before. He just played point guard like a modern NBA point guard does. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> they yeah. ran a ton of. They ran a ton of pick and roll. That team shot a ton of threes. Like. It's going to be a fairly easy transition yeah, for him. Yeah, definitely. That's to, a really good point. To the NBA, like I think he'll be, I think he'll be good next year in the league. Yeah, I agree. But but Maxi or some of those other guys, you know, we're talking about. Then what? What do they look like when they're twenty five? Versus, mm-hmm. he could be like a low key. Nah. Are any of these guys who's like the most? Definitely won't be the best player out of this class, but like could be the rookie of the year of this class. Toppin. Maybe. It's a great question. Not a top like a guy drafted from ten to twenty who like would ha- have a good chance. Yeah, like like who wins? Yeah, 
I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, that's not totally fair, but like something like that. I mean, that if works. one of these two guys got the keys to a team, not the keys, but insert into the yeah. starting point guard role, and they're playing 30 minutes a game, it could be one of these two guys. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it could be wide open the rookie of the year next year. Right, right. I was right. just like, saying, because it could be like Cole Anthony, too, because if Cole Anthony goes no, to. No chance. <laughs> he could. Can we Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony could go somewhere and average 19 points a game. He could. If the team sucked. But how close was R.J. Barrett to winning the rookie of the year this year? Like, he wasn't. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, he was on the Knicks. So, yeah. I really like R.J. Barrett. So. Do you still like R.J. Barrett? I do. I, yeah, I didn't watch him much in, in the NBA. You didn't miss much. But it might shock you. I didn't, the Knicks games weren't really <laughs> top, top of my. Now that Tibbs is going to be their coach, <laughs> yeah. though. I went too different for that. Um, all right, did we miss anything here on, uh, on Lewis? Anything else we want to get to? I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, I just I kept writing about. I can't believe he got to the rim there. I can't believe he got. It's so easy. It's the what I would say for people who have never watched him, and I had I had not watched him mm-hmm. until we decided this and we did film. Yeah, he he's incredibly fast, and I I can't hammer that point home enough. Like he's one of those guys that is faster than anybody on the court and does not look like he's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, those guys to me are like fascinating to watch. <laughs> I'm serious, like they're so jealous. Yeah, I know. It's like what, just for one day. It would look. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's yeah he's he's an incredible athlete. So I think generally for both of the or for me, I think I'm higher than consensus with the median on on Maxi and on Lewis, and I think you're a lot higher than the median on Lewis. Yeah, I'm I'm really I Lewis is high on my list. Because if it works, it's going to work. Do you think Maxie's a lottery pick? No. Hmm. Nope. Then you're lower on him. I don't think he's a lottery pick. I would not take him in the lottery. All right, so quickly, before we go, who are rank your, the point cards that we've done? Because we've done the last week, we've done four, and then we did the French guys, and we've done Halliburton. So we've done at least, what, seven? So go yeah. quick. Don't even think about it. Go. Um, LaMelo Ball. Okay. Killian Hayes. Um, Tyrese Maxey. Wow. Kyra Lewis. Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah. And, Tao, well, Anthony Tao. Edwards, I would have over all of these guys if you called him a point guard. Yeah, Tao, I, I mean, I don't. We might need to do a second Anthony Edwards podcast. Dude, we got a, we got a whole bunch of time. It's June 17th. The Timberwolves know, are not going to play saying. a game for six months. That's what I'm saying. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think it's like that. There, there's a couple of these other um, – there's still a lot more point guards <laughs> in this class that are, like, all yeah. similar kind of caliber to, like, Maxie and Lewis. RJ that, Hampton we still haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be pretty shocked if I was, like, enamored by him. But Oh, and, and Cole Anthony, that's the one we, Cole, we left yeah, out yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah. He would be at the – for me, Cole Anthony would be below all those guys we just said, but above Tail Maladon. Okay. Right. And you, so you would have Halliburton ahead of Cole, Cole Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, Halliburton. Where, I actually where would, would you have Where would you have Trey in that list? And Tyrell Terry. Um, yeah. I would have Cole Anthony ahead of both Trey and Tyrell Terry, and Tyrell Terry ahead of Trey. Okay. But those two are pretty close. I was yeah, and I, I it's funny. I feel like we've we've started to kind of think like, not just you and I, but other people too, like Kevin O'Connor has Tyler Terry eighth, mm-hmm. and pretty much you look anywhere else, and he's late twenties. Right. So, 
It's just funny what, we, well, what would we have said had we not seen Kevin O'Connor? I know. Well, that was kind of the good thing about like, like right skew you. Oh, it, it totally does. There's so group think that goes yeah. on here. Yeah. And like from I, I know I've just in quarantine and stuff have like you know you got less stuff to do. So I'm every it's like Sam Vecini writes a new article. So I'm like I'm gonna read you know right. I'm gonna read that stuff. So at the beginning, a lot of my like pers- perception on all these guys was unfiltered. But you can't it subconsciously you know comes in or when I watch when I do the film on Tyrell Terry, I've like now seen his numbers compared next to Nico Mannion or something like that. So that's just going to be in my head. That's why this draft stuff is – it's hard because you can't just, like, flush your brain out of everything before right. you start at all. What, where did Vecini have um, the guys we did today, Maxi and Lewis? Um, he, had, he had Kyra Lewis, 12, Tyrese Maxi 13. Wow. Yeah. Which is I, – I, I think, like, that's where – I mean – Back to back, I, I think is is fair right there. He yeah. has, um, but he has Cole Anthony eighth. <laughs> You're shaking. I don't head. see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I think, and I would, Sam knows more about this than you and I do. It's his full time job, obviously. But also in that, he's been watching Cole Anthony through high school for all of that. So he's probably had Cole Anthony number one on his boards in the past. So that like. Again, we're just talking about the subconscious biases. Like, that that, yeah. that stuff is real. And what you and I are going off of, or what I'm going off of, you watch more full college basketball game tape, I'm going off of binge-watching Synergy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's better than not watching anything, but it's also, it's like... It's been great. It's been the best, like, the <laughs> basketball fix. I, honestly, it's... There's nothing else sport, you know, sports-wise to... It's, it's kind of... Yeah, getting depressing. But okay, for our next one, we're going to do full games. No matter what, we're no more LaMelo Ball excuses. We're doing LaMelo Ball we got it. next week, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, and RJ Hampton, or just all LaMelo. I was kind of thinking all LaMelo. Let's do it. Should we just put in RJ, too? Like, let's do, like, two-thirds. Yeah, just – No, let's just do all LaMelo. Full like, LaMelo pod? We just have – we have time on it. But but we don't – we're not going to have a ton to watch to go off of. How many games does he play this year? Twelve. I mean that that sounds like a lot. We're not going to watch all twelve games. I mean, I. All right, you're, it's your call. Yeah, to be determined. I For just sure feel like R.J. Ball. Hampton. R.J. Hampton is going to be like a ten minute, five minute conversation, ten minute conversation. Yeah, so we'll plug him in. All right. Or I don't know, we'll plug do. in something else. For sure, Lamelo Ball. We'll for sure do Lamelo Ball, and then I think at that point, as I'm looking at it here. The only other, like, for sure lottery guy we've missed is Denny Avdia, <laughs> which that's a whole nother <laughs> <laughs> internet hack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Will DeBerg at WDeBerg14. Thanks for doing this, Will. Um, we'll be back next week with, uh, with another one of these pods. Thanks for sticking with us uh, through all this. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. <laughs> If if we got to get down to thirty players, uh, we'll we'll keep going with it. I'm I'm seriously having a blast with it. Yeah, like I don't think there there will be. I don't know if every other year I'll have the chance to like watch this much of these guys. Right. But I'm for sure going to do having done this randomly out of necessity because we haven't had any basketball to watch. It's been great to get the Twitter the Twitter opinions too of people saying who they like and who they don't like. So yeah, don't keep those coming. Um. Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 funny because like. With Timberwolves stuff, like I know I've watched every game like multiple times, and so when you have, so when, <laughs> yeah, it's sad. But um, 
so when like somebody questions my opinion on a Timberwolves salmon, it's like ah, f off, like whatever. That, yeah. Like I at least I'm like I know my opinion is informed. On some of this, like somebody tells me something about Aaron Neesmith, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was going off of what I saw. So, yeah. Um, it's been great. It's been fun. Uh, again, that's Will. I'm Dane at Dane Moore NBA. Until next week, peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else around, yeah. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.